Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Great to have you with us here on the GM Shuffle as we bring in 2021. We all know it has been a miserable year, but listen, there's always glimmers of hope. Well, one of my salvations has been getting to laugh, hang out with Michael Lombardi, our producer Joe, and all of you. So thank you for the support as always. Please go to Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe, rate, and review. Also some solace, AMC yesterday running the Godfather Marathon. I just tweeted this morning, Mike, let's all give 2020 the Sicilian kiss of death. I was able to literally turn it on just in time to see Michael give Fredo that kiss. I know it was you, Fredo. I mean, is that one of the most chilling scenes in movie history or what? He is telling his brother, I know you betrayed me. It's amazing. It's so good. God damn. I, I didn't know it was on. I, I, I Shoot, I've been, I got to get back. I got to go upstairs and start watching it. I mean, you know, I, I, I subscribe to these uh, clips on Instagram and they kind of show up. The other day I had Clemenza cooking in the kitchen, you know, <laughs> you know, and he's making the pasta and then my secret put the sugar in there, a little bit of wine. I mean, is there a, like, I love Clemenza. Like, I would like to have had lunch with Clemenza. Do you remember the deleted scene before they kill, what's his name? The guy who turned on Vito, the, the driver. Oh, yeah, yeah, when it, When he gets him in the car and, you know, he says, we got to get to New York sometime today. Step on it. And they're driving around New York looking at a place to go to the mattresses. Well, there's a deleted scene that Clemenza makes him pull up to this restaurant. And Clemenza goes into the back of the restaurant. They have a table back there where Clemenza sits down and he has his lunch. They bring him. He puts the, you know, he's got that suit on. He puts the, the napkin over his thing and he eats his plate of pasta with something. And then he gets back in the car and he kills, oh, it's Paulie. He kills Paulie. You know, then he goes and kills Paulie. That, how they took that scene out. Like, I, I mean, A, I want to go to that restaurant. B, I want to have lunch with, I want to have lunch with Clemenza. <laughs> and C, I want to wear that napkin over a suit one day. You know, of course, Mill would tell me to go screw myself and take it off. But I mean, that's really what I want to do. Everything with Clemenza had to go around food. I remember reading the book and Mario Puzo, they just kept referring to him as Fat Clemenza. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, okay, he's overweight, but it's not like he's like Bobby Bacala. He's not that fat, but food was always there. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Of course, the famous line. I like the scene before, like he's, you know, coaching up Michael. How he's going to coach, you know, how he's going to kill Salazzo. Okay, drop the gun, blah, blah, blah. And Michael's like, how bad is it going to be? He's like, yeah, it happens every 10 years. You're just going to have these things happen. Like he's, he's so matter of fact, with the fact the five families are up an entire war. Like, yeah, it's just it's just the way the business is done. Don't worry, kid, you'll understand. That's so good. I just wish they would do, I wish they would do the five years when they go to Vegas, kind of, and you still see Clemenza in New York and kind of dealing with the whole five families in the Vegas and all that stuff. And, you know, and then, you know, what the LA mob is doing in terms of how they're influencing Hollywood and and then how you know the Vegas thing starts to really take off there's to me there's a there's a whole movie within that and you know obviously some of the characters but that that to me is fascinating. I love that. And you could just you could do the whole thing and you could do it with LA and Vegas. I mean, you know, you could get the Johnny Rosselli character in, involved in this whole thing and that which leads you right down to Kennedy assassination. That would be awesome. But anyway, 
All right. Happy New Year, my yeah. man. That's that's the most important thing. It's Happy New Year. We're going to kick 2020 goodbye. We're going to move on. Something good's going to happen this year for everyone. I completely agree. Optimism. Let's stay positive. Let's get through all this mess. And let's dive into some football. Uh, your latest column, Mike, in The Athletic, I encourage everyone to check it out, is about Dwayne Haskins. And as you wrote, before we get into Haskins, let's understand the background of drafting quarterbacks in the first round. Since 2013, there have been 24 quarterbacks selected in the first 32 picks, and nine currently are either out of football or playing for another team as a backup or the placeholder starter. An additional one-third of those drafted failed to live up to expectations for varying reasons. Some had off-the-field issues, some had talent issues, and others might not have found the right system for the skill set. Four of the 24 are elite players at their position, Mahomes, Watson, Jackson, Josh Allen, etc. So when it comes to Dwayne Haskins... This has obviously been an absolute disaster. This guy was drafted 15th overall, first-round pick. Daniel Snyder was the one who drove the bus on this, obviously long before Ron Rivera was there. Haskins deserves blame, as you put it, but there's plenty of blame to go around here, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mean, look, Haskins is his own worst enemy, but like most immature kids, no one's actually coached him up on how to be a player. I think you have to, if you're a coach listening to this podcast or – if you're an executive, you have to have a way of when the player walks into your building, how you're going to handle it, what you're going to do, how we're going to take this guy over, what we need to do, how we have to de-recruit the kid. I mean, Haskins was a spoiled player. He was a five-star recruit out of high school. You know, he was so spoiled. The guy that I didn't write about in the column was Urban Meyer. And I, and I, and I regret not having a section on Urban in the column because Urban contributed to the Haskins issue. Urban, you know, now there's a lot of talk about Urban becoming a head coach in the National Football League and, you know, and maybe he can do that. And certainly, you know, we'll see, see if he does, if in fact he wants to do that. But I think what Urban failed to miss in this situation is, is that he gets so hung up on stars, five-star, four-star, three-star, that, you know, he just gravitated and it took so much to get Haskins out of the, the Maryland area to Ohio State that, you know, you basically promise things that it just hurts the culture of your team. And poor Joe Burrow's sitting there. He's a three-star. Nobody gives him, you know, he's Ohio player of the year, but who gives a shit, right? He's Joe Burrow, you know, you know, no big deal. And, you know, Burrow has to swallow it, swallow his pride, you know, bite the bullet. And then he has to go down to LSU. And, and now, now this is the second major program, second major program that has had two quarterbacks on the campus and they picked the wrong one. Ohio State picked... Pick Haskins over Burrow. Georgia picked picked Jake Fromm over over uh, Justin Fields. Like somehow, how does this happen? And I think a lot of it happens when you go back into the recruiting process to what was delivered, what was promised, and what was said. And that's where it gets frustrating because, like you said, certain promises are made. This is what people want. It ends up being an absolute disaster. And now. Everyone gets a second chance, right? NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reporting the former Washington first-round pick, Dwayne Haskins, receiving interest from several teams, including the Carolina Panthers. The current starting quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. Their backups are P.J. Walker and Will Greer. Uh, I know you've been a fan of Matt Rule. I know your son's part of the coaching staff there. What do you think about Haskins potentially Carolina? Well, I mean, I, I think Carolina's going to kick the tires on every player. And I think if, if you, you know, this is a different Haskins than the Haskins that was in Washington. The Haskins in Washington was a first-round pick protected by the owner. Now this is Haskins who's trying to get his career on. Fear does the work of reason. So, you know, now he's more fearful. I I think to me, this is a conversation. This is you, this is, hey, 
We'll bring you in. We're going to give you a chance, but you have no rope. I mean, one mistake and you're out of here. You know, we're going to expect you to work hard. We're going to expect you to change your life. Uh, and I would, you know, it's going to take a lot of time to kick the tires on him because you've got to make sure that, you know, you what you hear him say is what he is going to do. So, I, I mean, this, let's be honest. I mean, signing Dwayne Haskins doesn't put a black eye over your franchise it signed Dwayne Haskins would be an Al Davis thing. I mean, Al Davis believed in in taking pedigree, so you sign him. But the reality of it is, is unless you have a heart to heart, unless you really lay the law down to the kid, then the cycle is going to repeat itself. I mean, there's an old uh, uh, my man Ken sent me a, a Mark Twain quote the other day, and it's so true. You know, history doesn't repeat, but it always rhymes. And it's true. Mark Twain said that, and it's so true. History doesn't repeat, but it always rhymes. I mean, and this is the case in Haskins. You know, he it may not repeat, but it might rhyme. And I think that's what you have to be careful of. And, and if Matt Rule takes him, you know, there's no problem in taking him, but you better lay the law down. You better say, hey, here's, your ro- here's where we are, here's what you're doing, and here's how it's going to go. Zero tolerance, no more maskless strippers, okay? Thanks, Dwayne. Otherwise, you're going to have to go. You mentioned Urban Meyer. This would be fascinating, Mike. I, listen, according to a source, one of those teams, there's a couple of teams interested. They've talked to about it. Meyer has not dismissed the overtures. He's considering whether to make the jump to the NFL, intends to decide in the next week before the NFL regular season is over. Now, that's the sources. Who knows? So we expect to hear his decision in the coming days. This is a guy who has connections to Florida, obviously coached the Gators from 05 to 2010. Imagine if Jacksonville says, all right, Urban Meyer, you're our guy. We're going to get Trevor Lawrence, he retired from coaching December 2018 after seven seasons at Ohio State. He's re-energized, perhaps had a couple years off. I mean, I would think Jacksonville would back up the Brinks truck to get Urban Meyer there. It's a question of whether or not he wants to be there. I know Doug Marone has one year remaining on his contract after the season, but obviously that can be taken care of. What do you think? Urban, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence? Well, I mean, look, I think Jacksonville is an attractive job, right, for everybody. Uh, you know, I mean, so if Urban's going to get in, I mean, here's the criteria to getting in. If you're a coach on the outside, you better go somewhere where it has a quarterback. I mean, the last thing you want to do is take on a team with no quarterback and no chance of getting a quarterback, you know, because that's going to spend all your time and all your resources getting that. If you can walk in and basically the car already has it, but I think we're really dismissing. It's almost cavalier that that we think Lawrence is just going to come out. Like we Now, I think they have to get Urban Meyer so that they guarantee themselves that Trevor Lawrence comes out. They need somebody who's going to fly into Anderson, South Carolina, sit down with the family at school, sit down with Dabo, sit down with whomever and say, hey, I'm the head coach. I'm running this team. Here's the program. We need your guy. We want him. You got to recruit him like a college player. Now, I'm not saying you got to kiss his ass and do whatever he tells you to do, but I think there's no doubt there is no doubt that you got to do that. I mean, he's got to be sold on it because clearly, as I wrote about in the athletic AD, he can easily just say, you know what? I don't like what's going on in Jacksonville. You've had one winning season in 10 years. I don't see any, I don't see it. I think you're going to move the team to London. In fact, you might even sell the team. I mean, who knows? You might even sell the team. So uh, what do I want to do? Do I want to play there or do I want to risk it? Do I want to go back and say, okay, I'll go back to school. I may play football. I may not play football, but next year I won't. I think the untold story in the Peyton Manning history was that Peyton kind of went through this a little bit. You know, he had a chance to leave Tennessee early. 
The Jets had the first pick in, in that draft. The Jets were going through a transformation. Parcells was coming in, you know, and Peyton was searching for someone to say, I'll be the first pick. When it wasn't really a lock because nobody was certain of that. So he went back to school and he dismissed he dismissed his his options and he went back in. I mean, we've seen Eli Manning do this by saying, hey, to the Chargers, I don't want to play there. Right? They ended up with Phillip Rivers, which is just as good. So even though the I mean the Giants won two Super Bowls with Eli, so you can't fault them for that. But the reality of it is, is there are, this kid has options. And I don't think that if you hire somebody, whether you say Trent Balky's the GM and, you know, Trent Balky hires, uh, you know, somebody to be the head coach, is that going to convince Lawrence that things are going to change in Jacksonville? You hire Urban Meyer, now there's a, there's a perception that it's going to change. And I think this is what I learned, and we'll talk about this later, but, you know, Doc Rivers changed the perception of the 76ers by his hiring, his presence. Whether he's as good a coach as Brett Brown, I don't know. Okay, I don't know that. But but his presence and his political capital changed how Simmons, how Embiid kind of have to handle themselves. This is the same thing that has to happen in Jacksonville. They got to hire somebody who's going to change the perception of the franchise. And Urban Meyer obviously would be a big fish if he ends up being the guy. We've seen college coaches have not been able to make the transition to the NFL, famously Nick Saban, but with Urban, listen, two titles of the Gators, one with the Buckeyes. It would be fascinating to see if indeed he goes to Jacksonville or even the NFL at large. After the break, NFL playoff scenarios that no one else is talking them up. Plus, we'll preview the college football playoffs and much more. Do not go anywhere. All right. Anytime you're on the golf course, you always hear the phrase, hit it long and hit it straight. Well, as somebody who's a novice to the game of golf, a new person, I wanted to make sure I had the best equipment possible. So, as a novice golfer, I went and hit up our friends over at PXG because they have an all-new driver called the Black Ops. I mean, my man Chris over in Henderson has hooked me up with a phenomenal driver that's built to my game. My new game that doesn't really do much of anything on the course, but it has what I need in terms of the club head speed and the kind of grip that I need to go out there and be the best to my ability. I mean, this is music to ears to any golfer, whether you're a novice like myself or if you've been playing the game for decades. The PXG Black Ops driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Op drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness. That's just ridiculously high. So what you got to do, go check out the PXG Black Ops driver. You'll be as impressed with it as I am. Learn more and get free shipping on all equipment at pxg.com slash gmshuffle and use code gmshuffle at checkout. That's pxg.com slash gmshuffle, code gmshuffle for free shipping on all equipment, pxg.com slash gmshuffle, code gmshuffle. Check out the most up-to-date betting lines by using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. As always, uh, Mike will give out his picks on Sunday. So there's no Saturday football this weekend. Obviously, no Thursday or Monday. So follow at M Lombardi NFL. That's his Twitter handle and his Instagram. You can follow me, Adnan S. Virk, and follow our show's Instagram page at the GM Shuffle. So, Mike, I know you'll give out your picks on Sunday. We're not going to do any picks today. We're going to talk about playoff scenarios. But um, 
It's interesting. If we can look at this in different ways, because I love the fact, listen, going back to 1990, okay, when the, when they first went to 12-team playoffs, and now it's 14, there's never been this much uncertainty. Like, okay, the Chiefs we know are locked in, but after that, we don't know who the one seed is going to be in the NFC. We don't know who the playoff teams are going to be in the AFC. The Colts could go 11-5, and five and they could miss the playoffs. They need help. They're going to Probably the Jaguars, and they need one of the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns to get tripped up. So lots of different scenarios here. What are you most looking at when you're going to be watching games on Sunday? I'm looking at who's going to play and who's not going to play. Like, let's take Buffalo. This is a perfect example. If Buffalo lets Miami in, right, if they lose, if they play Matt Barkley and they don't play Diggs and they don't play their guys, which I don't know if they are or not. I don't have any inside information on that. But just say they don't, and Miami gets in. They play Miami again, three plays, three plays seven. They would probably play Miami again. I think that you would want to play Miami as opposed to if they beat Miami. Now Indy gets in. Do you want to play Indy? Like, I don't know if I want Indy in this. Like, I know Anthony Costanza just went on IR, but Indy lost that game to Pittsburgh because their two backup tackles were out. I mean, they just signed Jared Valdir. They brought him out of retirement. He could help them a little bit. I'm not saying he's the answer at left tackle, but at least he could go in there and help them a little bit. But so for me, Buffalo's decision, if, if you're Sean McDermott, do I play Josh Allen in this game? Do I rest him? Give him like this week to regroup before we play next week? If they win, we got to play Miami again. If we win, we got to play Indy here. Do I want to play Indy here? You know, those kind of things, I think you got to weigh into that. So Sunday morning, to me, we know Kansas City's not playing their guys. That's why the Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. We know that. And this game could save Anthony Lynn's job. I mean, think about it. Anthony Lynn's going to save his job before winning down the stretch. So, you know, now what happens? Pittsburgh, we know they're starting Mason Rudolph. They're a 10-point dog on the road in Cleveland because Mason Rudolph's playing. So you got to think Cleveland's going to win that game. If Cleveland can't beat Pittsburgh with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, they don't deserve to get in anyway. And Baltimore goes to Cincinnati, so you got to really believe, and Baltimore is a 13-point favorite going into that game, you know, a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. So you know they're going to win that. They're going to win that game. I can't see Baltimore going to Cincinnati and losing. So really the one place that, you, that, that the only hope Indy has – assuming they beat Jacksonville, which they're a 14-point favorite in the game, you know, is is Buffalo. What does Buffalo do? To me, that's the most fascinating thing. And I think that's a decision that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, the general manager, they have to make. Do, do they want to play this one? Would they rather have Indy in? Would they rather have Miami in? I mean, where are they? You know, and would they rather play Cleveland? How it all seats? Once you let Indy in, now do you want them in? I mean, Indy's a good team. They don't deserve to be look on the outside looking in. And, hey, let's face it, opening day is what cost Indy the game, their season. They lost opening day to, Jackson, to, to Jacksonville. Had they won that game, which they should have done, we're not even having this conversation. Yeah, and it's amazing to think a 10-5 and five team currently, one of them is going to miss the playoffs. Titans right now, four seed, they're at the Texans. As you said, Texans are a four-win team. Titans, I think, are going to win. Dolphins at the Bills. If Buffalo rests their guys, okay, we'll see, but... You know, Miami, if Buffalo, if they're not playing Josh Allen, et cetera, then you like Miami's chances there. The Ravens versus the Bengals, absolutely. I'm taking Baltimore. Steelers, as you said, not playing their guys. I'm taking the Browns. So the Colts, like if they, like I said, if they go 11-5 and five and miss the playoffs, could it be Phillip Rivers' last game in the NFL already being courted as far as broadcasters are concerned? Maybe Frank Reich makes that trade for Wentz. 
I just think that's an amazing uh, transition there for the Colts, Mike. The fact that they could go from at one point we were saying, hey, maybe they could be the team to take down the Chiefs because they have a stout defense, uh, obviously well coached, and now they could be the outside looking in. That's crazy to me. It really is. And when you think about it, I mean, during the game, the, the great Jim Nance and Tony Romo are talking, are talking about, at one point in that game, they're talking about Indy being the number two seed. And now Indy might be out. I mean, that's how, that's how delicate the balance of that game was going. I'm not saying anything bad about Jim or Tony. I'm just saying that there was a moment where they were the two seed and now they're on the outside looking in. That's how, and I like this. I really like this because, because now the way the playoff format is, is there's really less games that teams can take off. If you take off this weekend, it's because you wanted to take off, not because you had the right to take off. I mean, Kansas City earned the right to take off, right? Now we go to the NFC. No one has the right to take off. I mean, Green Bay has to win against Chicago to get home field advantage. You know, New Orleans has to win to give them a chance to have home field advantage. Seattle has to win to give them a chance for home field advantage. That, to me, is what Week 17 is all about. I still don't know, AD, and you're the TV expert of this of the this duo. How the fuck did we get stuck with Philly and Washington for the <laughs> Sunday night game? I mean, you would have thought... You would have thought Al Michaels would have said, there's no way I'm flying across the country to do that shitty game. Now, he might not do it. Maybe Tariko's going to do it. I don't know. But you thought Al would have, would have put his influence in that. Like, why, are, why do I have to suffer through that? Yeah, especially if you don't have a dog in the race, it would have been so much more helpful if the Eagles had actually won against the Cowboys because then you would have said, okay, winner-take-all game here. Theoretically, the winner wins the division. Now, because Philadelphia lost, they're just trying to play spoiler. Washington wins it, and fine, but then you also have the, what's happening with the Cowboys, the Giants. Those two teams can still win the division. Bottom line is this. From a TV perspective, as you know, Mike, the NFC East, those teams all rate the best because of the markets of Philadelphia, Washington, Dallas, and New York. So any chance TV has, even though those teams are all lousy, even though the division winner is going to have a losing record, TV people go, you know what? Those fan bases, it's huge numbers. Let's do it. But you're right. If you just look at it objectively, who the hell wants to end the regular season watching Washington, maybe with Alex Smith against the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and what is a horrible, horrible defense. If you look at, especially in the secondary, if you look at that one seed, by the way, I feel like the Packers are going to beat the Bears and therefore... I think Arizona is going to beat the Rams. The Rams do not have Jared Goff starting. Um, and so I think Arizona is going to get that last spot. They obviously have not been playing well down the stretch. The Packers, if they get that one seed, I know there's no fans, blah, 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 but it's still Lambeau. Who the hell wants to go to Lambeau in January and play the Packers? Whereas the Saints, I feel like if they don't get the one seed, that's more problematic, right? If, if, if New Orleans gets the one seed and Aaron Rodgers is playing in a dome in New Orleans, he's like, all right, great. Whereas if Drew Brees has to go to Lambeau in late January to face the Packers in the NFC Championship game, Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, like, that's what makes it so intriguing. Like, I'm with you. I, I mean, I know Mitch Trubisky is going to go to the Pro Bowl, and I know he's back <laughs> to being the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. I, I, I'm fully aware of that, right? And I know there's teams lined up. I talked to a team this week that that was talking about the quarterbacks that are available, and, and he and his name never got mentioned. But I know there's a lot of teams after MVP Mitch because they're not the, – the, the NFL teams are, are, are not concerned that – Mitch has played against the worst defenses in all of football in in Minnesota, Houston, and, and Detroit. No, no, no big deal on that. I mean, let's face it; that's no problem. The reality of it is, is I think Green Bay has to win. I mean, what was remarkable to me watching Green Bay play Tennessee the other night was how well they performed on a bad field and how remarkably. Uh, 
well they caught the football in inclement weather. I mean, they never double caught a pass. The ball never slipped out of their hands. I mean, you know, I know big big daddy Vince Lombardi calls the floor of the flock, but you got to give LaFuck some credit here. I mean, that that team played in cold weather like a team that practiced in cold weather. And I don't know if they do or not, but they look like it. And I think it's a distinctive advantage. I think it's a huge advantage for anybody. I mean, for for Green Bay to we know this. You know, Jared Goff has played five games in less than 40 degree weather. Okay. He's played five games in his NFL career unless and all of them have been a, ba- a disaster. So the Rams, unless the Rams secure home field advantage throughout the playoffs, or unless they get the opportunity to go to New Orleans, he's gonna shit his pet. He's gonna shit the bed, right? Or unless they gotta go to Tampa, right? You know, but if they have to go to Chicago or Philadelphia or Washington or New York, I mean, think about the think about that margin of error. If you're the general manager of the Rams and you know your quarterback sucks in cold weather, and you know that for you to get to the Super Bowl, you either have to have home field or you got to go to New Orleans, you got to go to a dome. That that would make me so uncomfortable. But like I said last week, I mean, signing that check for Jared Goff makes me uncomfortable, and I don't even have to pay it. <laughs> Just imagine going to the waste paper basket every time you to be the guy to cut that check. Great line. That poor bastard. He's he's got to have he's got to have what's that stuff you take with a with an upset stomach? I mean, as soon as, he, Pepto, as soon as he writes the period on Stan Kroenke's name on Incorporated, he goes and takes about twenty Pepto Bismos. <laughs> oh, that's funny. What an image. Quick thought: Who ends up putting the NFC East? I think the Eagles beat Washington. I think Dallas beats the Giants. I think the Cowboys at seven and nine, and Andy Dalton win that division. You? You know, I I do it, but every time I you know every time I think I should trust the Cowboys, they pull me back out. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was classic. I mean, I never really trust them. And and you know, do you trust their defense to stop? Look, they got Daniel Jones who can't move in the pocket. They should win this game. You know, weather's not going to be a factor on the East Coast this weekend. It doesn't look like it. We're not going to have, I mean, six, it's going to be 60 here in Jersey on, on Saturday. So, you know, how can you complain about that? I, 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 my sense of this is, is I agree with you. I think the Packers win, which then means if Arizona beats the Rams, then the Rams are in, right? Then the Rams become the seventh seed, right? I think that's right. Or the, or they become the sixth seed in that. So for me, I think that if, if you're New Orleans, you want, I mean, New Orleans will take, if New Orleans is the two seed and they got to play Chicago or Arizona, that's, that's a win for them. That's a good, they can beat both those teams. Seattle goes and plays the Ram in another rematch. And if golf is healthy or not, I mean, I can't imagine golf's going to be able to go play out there with after thumb surgery. And then Washington plays Tampa or Dallas plays Tampa, whoever wins that. And, you know, if you're Tampa, you're rooting for Dallas to win. Yeah. We talked about whether or not the Colts, what would happen if they missed the playoffs? How about if the Rams missed the playoffs? I mean, that, that loss. Loss then to the Jets would be beyond catastrophic. You'd say, wow, the Rams actually missed the playoffs and the big reason why is they lost that Jets. I mean, I, I don't think it happens, but it could, which is just scary to think about this week 17. But that's why it's going to make this Sunday so much fun. All the NFL action on one day. couple of college football games, of course, as well, coming up on New Year's Day. We're taping this here on New Year's Eve. Crimson Tide against Notre Dame, number one versus number four. Alabama's favored by 17 and a half points. I think Devontae Smith could run wild. They're a great wide receiver. Mac Jones, the quarterback. Irish secondary is a little suspect. Two great offensive lines. Um what do you think, Mike, first off in that game? Does Bama roll tide? Yeah, I do. I think if you're going to bet this game, I mean, Alabama is a Nick Saban, whenever he's a 17-point favorite in the game or more, I think he's only lost. He's 102-1. and one. 
And so, but for me, I think it's all about the first half. I would bet the over, I would bet Alabama leading by 13 in the first half. Cause I mean, I do think Notre Dame's going to score points on them. I think Notre Dame's going to move. Everybody has moved the ball on them fairly well. So I do think Notre Dame's going to score. I just don't know. Notre Dame is not going to be able to continue to score at the same pace at Alabama. This would be a great stage for Mac Jones, see how good he is. I mean, we saw Kyle Trask kind of hurt himself. I mean, he had a bunch of younger players playing with him. He threw three interceptions or more last night. So I, I, I like Alabama. I lean to or take a Notre Dame in the points in this one. But I also think the first half is is a better play. Ian Book definitely is a guy who's trying to make his charge as far as the NFL draft is concerned. He's not being highly ranked. He's not being mentioned. The top four quarterbacks being taken, but maybe that Irish offense can score some points. You're right. You look at Alabama's defense. It's not been the defense of the past, but their offense has been electrifying. Speaking of electrifying, Trevor Lawrence, perhaps the last time you get to watch him in college football, number two Clemson taking on number three Ohio State. Clemson favored by six and a half. Listen, last year's game, everyone knows what happened in the Fiesta Bowl. Clemson came back from a 16 nothing deficit. Go-ahead touchdown to Travis Etienne. This time around, listen, there's a different focus. Justin Fields and, and Lawrence, obviously the quarterbacks always get the most play. I think it'll be entertaining, Mike. Clemson by six and a half. What do you think of that line? Yeah, I'm I, I'm concerned about Ohio State's defense. I don't think they've really played. I mean, Northwestern played them as tough as anybody last week, and North, just, just Northwestern just didn't have enough juice in their offense to do it. Give me juice. I can still hear Gruden say that. Speaking of Gruden, there are going to be some changes in, in Las Vegas. You just wait and see what's going to happen to that. But anyway... Uh, my sense of it is, is, is I like Clemson and laying the points here. I just don't know if Ohio State's defense can slow down Clemson. And, and as Clemson, I mean, Dabo's pretty confident when he put, when he put Ohio State 10th in the coaches poll. I mean, he knew he was going to probably have to play them because they want, I mean, let's be honest. They want us to watch Clemson play Alabama. And I'm not complaining. I love to watch it. I love the for a national championship game. I'm 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 not complaining. I love to watch it, but but when Dabo said that the, you know they should be tenth, he knew he was going to. His team will be ready. I, I think this defense of Ohio State's a little suspect. The fact that Buckeyes only played six games this season. I mean, it was just a fraudulent college football year. But whatever. I mean, games canceled because of COVID. We know what happened. Bottom line is this: it is Ohio State Clemson. I think Clemson is able to pull off the victory. Enjoy all the bowl action, not only on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, but of course all weekend. If you're a college football fan. Coming up, we'll close up shop, we'll open up the mailbag, talk with the Jets' future, and a little hoops, Sixers-Raptors, next. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. I mean, the second round of the playoffs have been absolutely phenomenal, and if you really like a team, you can bet on them for the futures markets, maybe some conference finals MVPs as the conference finals approach, or how about NBA finals MVP? And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHUFFLE. That's code SHUFFLE for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, a uh, question here from Paul in Vancouver, British Columbia. Quick question regarding the New York Jets quarterbacking situation. I think Justin Fields and Sam Donald are roughly the same talent level, and a big issue is Donald's upcoming second contract. For the same talent level, why wouldn't they get a new rookie deal, Justin Fields, against the cap and build around that? Or draft Fields have the two battle out in training camp. If Fields wins, you can trade Donald. If Donald wins, you have two quarterbacks or rookie deals for one year, or they can trade Fields. What do you think, Mike? You know, I, I, I think... Th- you got the right approach. First of all, Vancouver, one of the prettiest cities I've ever been to. AD, have you ever been there? I have. been a couple of times. I always say it's the most aesthetically pleasing place. Uh, Grouse Park, the mountains, Stanley Park. I mean, it's incredible. I love it. I was downtown. It was just, it was breathtaking. It was just truly remarkable. What a, what an incredible town and the water surround. I mean, you know, as Bill Parcells would say, it would take a lot of that to kill you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think you have to really be sure of what you have with Darnold. And I think this, this Patriot game next week, they should beat the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are depleted on defense. They're a three-point underdog. But Sam Darnold has to play well. He can't turn the ball over. And I think if you feel like Darnold has a chance to be equal to or slightly below Justin Fields, then you got to take the big tackle from Oregon and continue to rebuild your offense or defensive lines. That's what you have to do. To me, football, really, team building and football is not complicated. You got to have a blue chip or red chip player at quarterback. You got to have a bunch of blues and reds in the offensive and defensive lines. And you've got to be able to dominate the middle of the field. It's really not that complicated. It really is. We, we, we complicate it because the media wants you to draft receivers. The media thinks you should have corners. The media wants you to have, you know, running backs and skill players. But at the end of the day, if you, if you can't dominate the middle of the field in football, football is chess. Who controls the middle of the chessboard wins? Who controls the middle of the field in football wins? And so to me, in terms of team building, that's where you have to start. And even more now than ever, to me, is the teams that are going to move on in the next 10 years who are going to be able to beat Mahomes and beat Josh Allen and beat these great quarterbacks, they got to be really strong in the middle of their defense. And everybody's going to say, well, you need to edge pass rushers. I mean, yeah, like seriously, uh, if you watch the game with me, you know, most of these edge pass rushers are past the quarterback. So you're playing 10 on 11 anyway. I mean, it just drives me insane. But the teams that give these great quarterbacks trouble are the teams that can push the pocket back, get into the paint and make them uncomfortable. And that's controlling the middle of the field. So if I'm the Jets, I'm, my emphasis is always on the middle of the field. And it's the evaluation of Darnold as it relates to fields. And if it's close, I'm staying with Darnold. I don't care about what it's going to cost me because I can work on that contract. I have stability at the position. Now I need to build a team around them. See what they do with that number one 
Number two pick, excuse me, in the upcoming draft. Lastly, my hometown Raptors against Mike Sixers played earlier this week. I'm laughing watching the game because the Raptors had the lead for much of the game. Then had a terrible dry spell. They couldn't hit a field goal for like five and a half minutes in the third quarter. And your Sixers come back. And I'm thinking there's no way Mike wasn't bitching and moaning the entire time. Joel Embiid, 29 points. He goes 14 of 16 at the line, 17 rebounds. Raptors off to a terrible start, 0-3. Your Sixers, 3-1. and Your thoughts? I mean, look, you can, I, I am the most miserable human being to watch a game with, with the Sixers. In fact, when, when, when Big Daddy Vince watches the Packers game, I, my text will come in. You know, like Big Daddy thinks the Packers are playing. No, they should dominate 47 to nothing in every game. You know, so as soon as they give up a first down, he's he's on Petten's ass. He's bitching about LaFuck. He's like everything. Well, Millie, Millie says to me, you know, you're just like Big Daddy when it comes to this. I bitch about everything. I mean, it's just I just completely bitch. And I have no patience. I would be the worst basketball general manager because every game I would die. So I'm better off watching the YouTube highlight, the full game on YouTube after. It's like, give me a sedative. I don't want to watch it. You know, and then I can, this way I can watch it in peace and objectivity as opposed to the emotion of the moment. But Look, I, I I like the Sixers. I like what what I think the players are being held accountable. I don't think they're shooting very well right now, but I think that'll change once the season gets going. And defensively, well, you know, they held the Rockets to to, to thirty six points in the second half. They did a really good job. I think Simmons' defense has really set the tone for them. And Embiid's for all the bitching that I do about Embiid, he's actually in shape and he's playing good in the fourth quarter. <laughs> we can only hope it continues. Simmons goes three of eleven shooting, but thirteen rebounds. Yeah, uh, yeah I, we can only hope. That's right. Thanks as always for supporting the GM Shop, everybody. Listen, Sunday's going to be awesome. So much at stake regards to potential scenarios. And as always, Mike's picks. I'll post them on Twitter at M Lombardi NFL. You can follow me at Adnan S. Fork and, of course, on Instagram at the GM Shuffle. Seriously, thank you for the support for all of you out there. Have a happy new year, Mike. Let's crush it in 2021. Thanks, AD. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate you. Happy new year.